You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 564. Where are the pros from Dover? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. MyMac.com podcast. This is number 564. First show since, uh, well, the last one, I guess. Yeah, we did the um, we did the two shows on the same day. Gaz and I did with, with lots of help from lots of different people. And this is like the first post-Mac stock show. And uh, almost apropos of that, uh, Gaz is actually not here. <laughs> He's not here this week. He's watching the race cars go round and round in a track. And so uh, I reached out to Gary Apter, who uh, lives over there on the uh, almost far left north east. No, no, it'd be far left west north coast, but not really the coast. Isn't that right? Or something like that, Gary? Pretty, pretty close. Uh, I, I understand that you have family in the vicinity of where I live. Yes, yes, I do. And I haven't seen her in a while, and I really, really wish she would she would come back east and visit. But that's a subject for another day, y'all. <laughs> yeah, no, this is uh, Intermountain, Idaho, state capital of Boise. Yeah, yeah. I Now, I was impressed while I was there the last time, which I think was seven, eight years ago. Uh, I, I did a drive-by of Boise State University. That is a really nice campus. It's uh, it's grown a bunch since the last time you were here. Uh, the stadium looks like, or the football stadium looks like a professional thing with all the the skyboxes and the fancy stuff, and it's just amazing. Yeah, there was actually a uh, a Mac store that I went to because you know the, I don't believe there was an Apple store in Boise at the time, and I'm I cannot for the life of me. And I just saw it a second ago because I just imported all of my wife's photos because uh, she and my son Peter used to share a computer. So all of her pictures were, were was on my son, what ended up being my son Peter's computer. And when my wife got her, her laptop, which is a story I'll go into in a minute, um, all those, we, we'd never transferred all those pictures over. So when I'd gone out to uh, a local electronics store yesterday and I'd picked up a couple of USB sticks, 16 gig USB sticks. And I, I went into, um, well, I basically just gave it to my son, Peter, and he didn't actually do the export thing. What he did, he just went into the folder that, that had all the pictures and just dragged them onto the USB stick. And, and I, I mean, I would not have done it that way, but they're all on my wife's computer now. So I guess I can't really complain. No, I, I would have dragged and dropped as well. Okay. Well, she has a, a, a 2008 MacBook. So this is a seven-year-old computer. But what she's basically doing is she's doing email. She's surfing the web. You know, I mean, just the, the basic stuff. So the fact that it's only a two gigahertz Core 2 Duo and a 160 gig hard drive 
normally wouldn't be that big of a deal, though it's becoming an issue now because I, I just updated her to Yosemite and the machine is running really slow. Oh, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. hold on a second. The machine is running really slow. Oh, so, so very slow. So what very, I ended up doing. Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll get into how or why that's significant in, in just a minute as well. Here mm-hmm. I am. I'm like all over the place today. So um, she's only got four gigs of RAM in this machine. And she was down to, I think, about 15 gigs of spare space on her internal hard drive, which is only a 160 gig drive. So it's like, you know, I'm going to see what I could do to, to speed this machine up a little bit. So uh, as I am want to do, I went over to MacSales.com, which of course is Otherworld Computing. And no, they're not sponsoring the show, but we really like them. So we talk about them all the time. Picked up uh, two four gig sticks. They're obviously not here yet since I just ordered them today. And a 240 gig SSD for including shipping a second day shipping for about 190 bucks. Awesome. Yeah, I know. So, uh, at some point, and I'll, I'll probably be talking to Gaz about it next week. Cause once the Ram and the drive comes I'll you know, I'll rip that little beast apart and put in the, the, the extra Ram and, and the SSD. And I get the feeling it's going to be like a new machine. Yeah, no, it sounds like a really good strategy. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is that's kind of new this week. I have once again completely changed the way that I record the show. And whether this sticks or not, we'll see. Uh, When we were at Barry's house uh, in Chicago recording the, the, the show that you guys heard last week, because uh, Barry had brought down his, uh, what was that microphone? We were talking about it yesterday when I was helping you get your stuff set up. Uh, the blue, was, a blue microphone, something or other. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> sorry. Excuse me. Snowball. Snowball. Yeah. And plug that into USB. Well, at the time I had, I had the other two microphones were connected via uh, XLR connectors into a small mixer that I had brought with me. And but there was because of the way that I recorded while we were at Macstock, there was no way to bring in a USB microphone without going into something like Audio Hijack. So I had configured it at Barry's house to 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 do Audio Hijack directly in a Garage Band, and that worked out fine. I mean, the the show was fun, and we had a lot of people, and and there wasn't any hiccups, even though. That laptop is is also a, a 2008 machine, so I figured, you know, I've I've got this this beautiful Rode Podcaster mic that I actually did spend quite a bit of money on, and I wanted to to use it, but I couldn't with the setup that I had to use. It, 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 it's a whole thing, but I decided I was just kind of kind of toss all that hardware, or not toss it, but put it off to the side. And see how well Audio Hijack, the, the new version, version 3, was going to work. And not only is, does it seem to be working okay, I guess I'll find out more later. It's also making it so that I don't have as much software running. 
because I used to have all of this same stuff and GarageBand, which is a real resource hog. And I, I so far, everything seems to be okay. Well, I, I, I did want to say that whatever microphone you, uh, you improvised with, Tom did an excellent impersonation of Gaz. Oh, he's, he's been doing that for a really long time. I was impressed. Yep, he sure has. <laughs> that okay. was an interesting strategy on how uh, you and Gaz start the podcast and just wander off. Yeah, and well. It's not I, like you didn't have any helpers there. No, there was all kinds <laughs> of people there. And uh, for the people, uh, obviously, most everyone listening to this show weren't in Barry's dining room because that would have been really weird. Um, we were sitting around Barry's dining room table. Gaz was on the other side of the table for me. I was sitting in front of my computer. And then the third microphone was set up just to the left of me. And uh, when we first started off, it was Gaz, myself, and Tom. And then I don't remember who. Somebody else sat down there. And then Pilot Pete came in. And as we were getting ready to start the third part of it, I had actually gotten up for a second to get like a drink of water. And as I was getting ready to sit back down, Allison just like jumped into the seat that I had been sitting in. Imagine that. Yeah, I know. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I, can, I can deal with this. So I told him, I said, well, you guys are going to take the show over. That, that's just what's going to happen. So I, I brought that segment in. And as soon as I had finished that, you know, welcome back to the third section of the MyMac.com podcast, literally I got up and I walked out of the house. And Gas followed with me. And it wasn't until I was... I was doing uh, post-editing on the show for last week that I actually heard what everybody was saying while Gaz and I were out of the house. We literally were not there. Well, you were sitting there. You, you saw I, that. I was hiding in the corner, but I, I know Barry sat down and then uh, Dave Hamilton sat down and uh, the Don was there. Yep. Allison was there. I know I, I tried to persuade Steve Sheridan to sit down, but he wasn't buying in on that. And uh, you introduced Pilot Barry to podcasting. Yep. And it was it was quality start to finish because, boy, was there a group of great people there. Oh, the, the whole the whole day was just just amazing. Um, now, I, you know, I already talked about the, the trip to Florida and uh, I, between the, the, the show that we did at Macstock and the show that we did at Barry's house. We, we've pretty much covered pretty much everything that happened while while we were there in Chicago. Uh, the, actually, though, the flight home, quite scary. We hit we hit some turbulence about halfway through. Uh, come, uh, I hit turbulence coming home about halfway to DC and the plane was just bouncing all over the sky. And I'm a nerd. I hate flying. I literally, I, I absolutely cannot stand to fly and I will go to extraordinary lengths to not fly, I, you know, and I, I don't know where this came from. It's, it's just kind of, of, how I am with it. And I think a lot of it has to do with, I don't ever want to hear this sound. That's just nothing that I ever want to hear while I'm on a plane. So I, I typically avoid it. Now there was no way for me to go from DC to Florida, Florida to Chicago, Chicago back to DC driving and not have like half of that trip taken up behind the wheel of a car. So I actually kind of broke down and just flew instead. 
Okay, so so you're whining about a little turbulence yeah. in a perfectly good aircraft, and you took off from Chicago and left me with tornadoes. Thanks a lot, dude. Hey, you know, nothing. I I cannot control the weather. There is yeah. nothing I can do about the weather. Not a happy kid. <laughs> now you, uh, uh, for people that don't know who you are, you, uh, you also go by uh, Doctor Dream. Was that like? Because I I see here that you've got a lot of radio experience. So was that like your DJ name? No, it was uh, it was kind of a joke, uh, inside joke with a one particular friend of mine. It comes from a an album that Kevin Ayers uh, put out called Confessions of Doctor Dream. And I just thought it was kind of a cool name. So it was available when I, uh, you know, uh, got my first email address and then Twitter. And it, you know, it's one of those things where I prefer email addresses to not give away anything. You know, Dr. Dream doesn't mean squat. You know, it doesn't give away location, gender, age. Yeah, like you've, done, like you've already done on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it, it's kind of cool. Dr. Dream sounded nice to me. It was available. I took it. Basically, means nothing. Okay. So you're also a retired truck driver. You did that for 32 years. Yeah, a couple million miles. Wow. Uh, what did you drive? Uh, really big trucks on the highway. Um, I did a little bit of pickup and delivery in San Francisco, and then I graduated to the bigger trucks, and I drove between San Francisco and Los Angeles overnight. And then when I came to Boise... Um, I drove to Reno, Portland, Seattle, Spokane, Salt Lake, godforsaken places in Wyoming. I think that's pretty much everywhere. I, I've been all over the Intermountain West. Okay, but that's was that generally where you did most of your driving? Oh, yeah. Was in, was yeah. in the Northwest? Yep, yep. Well, now, how did you get involved in radio? Well, radio, I had a roommate when I... Uh, left Berkeley and I moved back to, no, it was before Berkeley. And my, my roommate was the music director for a college radio station in Cupertino. Uh, notice the connection with Apple. That's where yeah. I graduated high school was Cupertino. And so I got uh, my broadcast license and I took an air shift. Pretty much they let me be there because I was guarding the station so nobody broke in in the middle of the night. Ah, okay. So there was a practical reason as well. Yeah, yeah. There weren't a lot of listeners, but it was great fun. But I mean, it was like 45 years ago. So it was back in the days when vinyl still meant something. And most, <laughs> of, the, most of the bands that I liked so much, uh, all the people were still alive. Yeah, yeah. That, that, well, it certainly makes it easier to tour. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. I, I enjoyed radio very much. I don't watch television. Um, I've got a DVD player and I watch a few movies, but I'd much rather listen to, you know, like the podcasts are so entertaining and informative. Um, Even this one. And well, then this one's not second to many. Uh, (laughs) I I mean, you know, the Gaz's tips and when you have guests in to talk about stuff, you've offered suggestions and advice. It's all very valuable. I almost always pick up something useful. And, um, but I'm a radio guy, you know, I'd rather listen to, you know, like listen to music rather than watch YouTube or something. It's, it's got its place, but I got other things I'd rather do. And I can listen while I'm doing chores or I I did 15 miles on my bike today. Wow. And I was listening to, uh, the Mac show and, um, a couple other podcasts and looking forward to talking to you this afternoon. And 
I can do that. It's kind of tough to do it if you got to sit and watch something, but uh, yeah. it's, it's, don't sit but, still long enough. Especially, especially riding a bike. I guess it's kind of hard to do YouTube while riding it, a bike. Well, I, 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 I was riding on our green belt. We have a fabulous paved pathway along the Boise River here. Oh, yeah. And, I, I, and, you probably, you may have gone right by my mother-in-law's house. Oh, cool. Well, there was a guy reading a book on his bicycle as he was uh, riding past me, and I drove past him very carefully, and I thought, that's peculiar. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, before we go too much further, uh, we are so behind on uh, recent articles at MyMac.com that I, I, I'm going to blast through these. And don't take that to mean that, that these articles aren't great, aren't fun, but there's just too many of them to, to, to go into them into a great or a, a, a whole lot of detail. Uh, starting next week, the show will get back to um, normal. Yeah, and I guess that's a bit of a stretch. Anyway, um, first one up is Tenor Share, a free reboot for Mac Review. There's also Maxpiration Basic, set an app to open at login. And of course, that's with Yanni Dankalo. MX Anywhere 2 Mouse, this is a review by Bert Clanchard. Keyboard Mules, which was TechFan213 by Tim Robertson. Uh, the first of many. Max Stock Photo Exposés, uh, Max Stock 2015 Expo Photos Part 1, uh, on stage at Mac, Max Stock 2015 Expo, Max Stock 2015 Star Studded Speakers and Staff, say that 10 times fast, Midwest Mac Barbecue 2015 Photos, uh, iPad Armor Protection by Rich, oh, sorry, Lich Refkal. Uh, let's see. There was a uh, Bluteo M2 stereo Bluetooth wireless in-ear sports running headphones, a review by uh, Chark Mapple. Maxpiration Basics by Donienko. Add an app to your dock. Top iPhone photo recovery software review by uh, Sponsor Post. Uh, there is a Capture One Pro 8 review by Sark Mealy. Oh, Olo Clip Active Lens Set for iPhone 6 and 6 Plus review by Bert Clanchard. Review by John Biggers. Mac Stock 2015 in Midwest Mac Barbecue, a rookie's perspective. Capture One Pro. Wait, didn't I already say this? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Capture One Pro 8 review part two. Oh, okay. That's part two by Sark Mealy. TechFan214, which was a solo show done by David Cohen that he did on his iPad. Uh, backing Up Your Mac, it's a book review by Elisa. Oh, darn it, and I'm not ready. Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. There we go. Uh, who I actually had breakfast with yesterday morning, her and, and uh, her son. I met her here in McLean as she was on her way back up to New York. Backing Up Your Mac, book review. Uh, which is what I just said, so I won't say it again. The Think Tank Photo Trifecta 10 DSLR Backpack. This is a review by Nam Segri. Maxpiration Basics. Eject! By Yanni Dankalo. Uh, we've got a Photo Magico 4 review by Heave Stammen. Rebel Painting Drawing App review by uh, Blurt. No, Bert Clanchard. I'm really going to mess this up. We have the Olala oh G3 Power Bank review by Yanni Dankalo. 
Street Photography, the, the Art of Capturing the Candid Moment. This is a book review by R.T. Alinikoff. Damn it. Uh, let's see. Parallels Desktop 10 Review. This is a review by... It's Vicky Stokes. Miss Stokes to Guy and Gas. Yes, thank you, Vicky. Uh, also, Are We There Yet? It's still a very long way to the top. And this, I think, is the first article written by Marl Cadden, who was also the host of the, uh, oh God, that's so embarrassing. What is that podcast that Carl does? I listen to it all the time and I don't have iTunes open. So I, is that, I can't. Is that Mac and Forth? Yes. Thank you. I was just about to pick up my phone and look it up. Uh, the Mac and Forth podcast over there in the UK. And last but not least, TechFan215, Entertainment Tax. Ah, so if you would like to write for the MyMac.com podcast and have Gaz and I talk about the way that you write in your article and say funny things and do weird things with your name, just contact John Nemo at Nemo at MyMac.com. Send him a sample of how you write and let's get you writing for the mighty, mighty. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it just seems like the DJ kind of thing to do. MyMac.com podcast. Yeah. Um, there is a bunch of stuff over in Google Plus that we're not going to do this week, but I swear to everyone, we will get to that next week. But we are running so very, very long already in this first section. Ah. Ah. Gary, will you please take us out of the first section? Do you know what we say? Everyone, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Oh, that is just spot on. I tell myself And I, Mac and Tosh, and I'm here to tell you about a book written about me and my search for the Maltese Cube. Yes, it's a fine book. I think you should get it. Quiet, you. It combines technology, Mac trivia, action, murder, suspense. Oh, just tell them where to get it. I'll get to that. Romance, film noir detective fiction. I can't stand it anymore. It's called the Maltese Cube, and it was written by my Mac writer and podcaster, Guy Searle. Find it on Amazon. It's only $2.99 and coming soon to the Apple's iBook store. Don't forget, it's the Maltese Cube and so inexpensive. You know you're not in it, right? I mean, the next one, right? Sure thing, Louie. You know, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Get the Maltese Cube on Amazon and soon in the iBook store. Two men not afraid to cry. It's the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is the second section of 564. Actually, Gary, before, before we... Here we go. I'm, I'm off on another t tangent. Did you know, and, and I'm sure you will find this, this so fascinating. Now, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Do you know what the first three numbers of our telephone number was? Uh, one, two, three. No, it oh. was five, six, four. 
Wow. Mind blown, right? Well, if you'd had three, four, five, that would have been the lowest Pythagorean triplet, but I don't think you like to play math games. No, no maths. No maths. Okay. Maths is hard. No, 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 it's not. Well, speaking of maths or not, uh, <laughs> you were also there at, uh, at both Max Stock uh, 2015 and the barbecue. Now, uh, did you get there before I did or did I, I, I don't know what time you actually got there? Well, I, I took my sweet time driving across from Idaho to Illinois yeah. because I'd never been to any of those places and I wanted to go sightseeing. So I kind of meandered and put on an extra 900 miles or so. Hmm, okay. um, I, I'd wake up in the morning and go, where can I get from here? And so well, I, wait, hold on a second. How I mean, how far in advance of Maxstock did you leave? Uh, let's see, six o'clock Monday morning. Wow. Before the before the, uh, the the Friday, but I wanted to go sightseeing. I'd never been, you know, to South Dakota or Iowa or Nebraska, and I wanted to be able to say, "Oh, I've been there. I've I've seen that. I know what that looks like." And so I did. Oh, well, and, so you got a, quite a bit of driving in then. Well, it should have been about thirty four, thirty five hundred miles round trip if it was direct. And I think I was 4,353 when I got home. <laughs> so uh, what, di- what time did you actually get there on that Saturday? Well, no, I, I, was, I got to uh, Chicago. I had reservations that Friday. And then I, I didn't have – I was too late on the, on the uh, reservations, so I didn't stay at the big fancy hotel. I was nearby. And I thought, well, I wonder if I wandered over and hung out in the lobby, if I could spot one of you fancy celebrity type people. And so I was sitting there and the Sheridans walked in. So I introduced myself and they said, hey, why don't you come along with us over to this uh, place where uh, some of the podcasters are meeting? So we went over there and I met you and Gaz. Oh, that was the uh, the Ram, Friday. wasn't it? Right. Yep. Yep. And so I had a great time meeting everybody. And then, uh, then there was this yeah, kind of the pre party party. Yeah. Well, geez, you guys just never stop. And <laughs> I had a great time at the dinner at the Hofbrau house. Once I, you know, it's like people are talking about trying to figure out the parking and I'm right there with them. Well, not and, so much the parking, just getting to it. Well, cause it know, was, I, it's really confusing. I, I had some experts using their fancy phones, right? I just drive yeah. and, you know, it's, I'm not going to mention names, but Steve's wife would say, turn here. And then Dave would say, no, over there. And so I had some really good people and we ended up, it all worked out in the end. No, Yeah, no yeah, we, we all got there. But it was, uh, you know, I, I, anybody listening in, you know, I, I wish you'd have been able to attend and I look forward to the next ones. But what a bunch of great, friendly people, very welcoming and just such a great time with you and Gaz and his, his Donness and uh, Allison and Steve and Dave and John F. And it just goes on and on and on. What a great bunch of people. The, I, I think the highlight for me as far as Max Stock itself goes was the um, – Red the, shirt? No, no. The podcaster's roundup that, that Tim hosted just after lunch. Mm-hmm. having us all up there on stage and, and uh, Tim saying some really, really funny, funny things that you, <laughs> you guys, and, and I have yet to say what that, what it was, but I, I've conveniently forgotten what he said. Well, once, once Mike Potter 
gets all the videos up, uh, we will definitely link to them through the podcast and let you know that they're there. But there was there was some really really funny things going on there, and it was it was just such a blast. And and, and you know I know other people have commented this, but I mean I'm just a complete outsider. I'm just a listener. I'm not you know a podcaster. Boy, Mike's organization just. Boy, that yeah. ran so smooth, very professional, very, very well done. I mean, I don't think anybody had any complaints. No, I, I, I actually did hear one guy whining, and, and that's exactly what I'll say it was, whining as he was leaving because they, they had somebody outside that was like asking people how they enjoyed the experience. I mean, they, and that's the extent of, of how far Mike Potter went in organizing this event, he actually had someone outside asking people like doing almost like a survey of, of how they liked the show. And this one guy was like, oh, I just don't think I got enough for, for how much I spent and just turned around and walked away. And I'm thinking, dude, you got, you got a t-shirt, you got some great software, you got a, a USB stick, you got the chance to, to talk to a lot of really knowledgeable people in, in a nice, very, very clean environment. You got a free lunch. I mean, what, what do you expect that from, you know, especially a first time organ or first time event like this? I, I thought it, I, I couldn't think of anything that just I, didn't go yeah. well. No, absolutely. Everything went well. And again, the people, you know, the, the people that were in the audience watching the red shirt and tie. <laughs> yeah. That was um, ugly shirt. It wasn't that bad. It's kind of Stanford colors, and having gone to Berkeley, I wasn't too pleased. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, what what Stanford blue? No, red and white. Oh, I don't know how well I would do in red and white at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was it was so professionally done, but not to the point where it was so slick that, you know, you were annoyed, but it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Everything clicked. People were in great moods. Um, I did have an adventure trying to get there because I'm not familiar with Chicago and tolls and exit to to the left, but that requires some kind of a gizmo in your windshield, which I didn't have. So I had to exit to the right and, but I made it all work out. I, 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 I drew upon my abilities as a truck driver and I made it. Yeah. Oh, now what about, uh, yeah, you, you got to the barbecue and, oh yeah, and everyone was, I mean, was there a lot of people there when you first got there? Cause we were actually kind of late. Well, you know, there was, there was a decent number of people there and I was just astonished at, uh, Barry's house. I, yeah. I, you know, it was like, they're letting people like me in here. Wow. How about those faucets? Well, well, I didn't get hung up on the faucets, but it's (laughs) like, I think you could put Soldier Field in Barry's backyard. Yeah, that that was, I mean, well, I saw the the pictures on the website, uh, MidwestMacBBQ.com, because I think both he and Mike Potter, if you go to Max Talk Expo, uh, have quite a few pictures up there. As well as if you go to MyMac.com, there's a, a number of articles that have quite a few pictures from both events as well. But the the backyard itself is just tremendous. I mean, I stepped out from his uh, his like kitchen mini you know eating area where you just kind of step out onto that deck, yep. and and it was like okay, Soldier Field. Here we are. This is what Soldier Field kind of looks like. You know, he yeah. had 
the pool all the way down at the end. The tents were set up, which was which turned out to be a really, really good thing that he got those <laughs> tents. And all the food was laid out. Everybody, you know, people were walking around with, with a beer or their drink of choice in their hands. And, I mean, you, you walked into not only not only into the house, but into the backyard. And it just felt like, you know, this is this is like so great, so relaxing. Everybody was just having a good time. There, there wasn't any, you know, there were no prima donnas. Everybody was just kind of at the same level, whether they were a listener, whether they were a podcaster, whether they were an event organizer. Um, it, it didn't seem to matter. No, it, it, that, that, you know, I, I can't agree with you more. It was, I, I did get a giggle because I walked up to Chuck Joyner and I said, wow, you sound just like Chuck Joyner. And he kind of looked at me and started laughing. But it, it's weird, you know, it's like I listen to so many podcasts that I know these voices and I actually closed my eyes and said, oh, I know who that is. Yeah, well, it, it, I don't know if I look like my voice. Well, I'd seen photos of you. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's welcome to Bluffdale, Utah. Here is our leader. Ooh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? <laughs> so, but I mean, it just all worked out so great. And uh, the only thing that would have made it better would have been if it had been for another day. You know, that, that's I, the only thing I can think of. I, I, I think that that probably would have worked. Um, but, you know, it, it was just so well done start to finish. I can't think of a single thing that I could have asked for except for a lack of tornadoes. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Now, probably about 8 o'clock or so, the clouds moved in. Uh-huh. And it started pouring rain. I mean, just coming down in buckets. And some people went inside, myself included, because I had to set up to do uh, the the podcast that Gaz and I ended up doing. But there was still, I mean, basically, if you walked outside, everyone that was out there was, of course, under the tent, and there wasn't a whole lot of, of wiggle space left no. under and, and, those tents. And it was so nice because you, you turn around and, you know, there's Allison, you could ask her about her podcast, or there's Gaz, and, you know, Chuck Joyner was there, and Dave and John from the Mac Geek Gab. And it's like, every time you turned around, there was somebody that you'd want to walk up and say, Hey, hello, I enjoy your, your programming. And thanks for uh, your presentation. And it just, everybody was like very, very friendly. Well, what was that? I don't know what that was. Did you hear something? Yeah, I did. I wonder what, I, I don't I know think if it that was, was a, you or me. I think it was at your end. Cause I heard it in the headphones, but. Huh? Well, I guess I'll find out in post. Hopefully it's uh, it's not, telling me that that everything is about to explode because that would be I hope, bad hope not hope not okay uh now we have two other things to talk about here and we spent so much time on max stock that we we really got to kind of push this uh you came up with both of these uh, which one do you want to talk about first well we'll do this really quickly on the one about apple and their apps uh, okay. i know that that um once upon a time, there were some very high-end, professional-level app- applications that you could get mostly for the Mac. And now with the predominance of iOS, it seems to some people that Apple has kind of like turned away from the pros. And maybe it's a prosumer-level app or just a general consumer app. And I just wondered what your thoughts are as to if you think that's a good thing, a bad thing, or just a thing. Um. I would say probably see that it, it's just a thing. Uh, the problem is 
you know, Apple is a company that besides trying to make great products for the, the people that enjoy using them also have to satisfy uh, shareholders and uh, unfortunately Wall Street analysts that never seem satisfied anyway. And as much as certain applications kind of defined their segment for a while, things like Final Cut Pro, uh, Logic, uh, you know, a, a few of the other apps along, along those lines, that's not really pushing out the hardware. And I think that it has shown, especially when they went from Final Cut 7 to Final Cut X, there was such a radical change in how that program operated. There was a lot of things that were kind of left out that had been in Final Cut Pro 7 that weren't in the original version of uh, Final Cut X that it seemed to a lot of the pros that Apple was just kind of abandoning them. And I don't, you know, I not being a professional video editor, not being a you know professional audio guy, I can't really say how how true that is one way or the other, other than to say that eventually, as those apps matured a little bit, most of the functionality that was missing when they first came out ended up being there. And and this is this is kind of what, if you think about it, this is what Apple has done. Across the board, whether you were talking about uh, professionals, prosumers, or or just the average, you know, Joe blogs on the street that that you're going to buy a phone. Uh, the first iPhone, for example, didn't have native apps. There were a lot of things that we take for granted in the iPhone today that just wasn't there. And at the time, it didn't seem like that big of a deal because it was such a different device from from everything else that was out there. Um, but now with all the success that Apple has had, though, along those lines, people seem to have a more jaundiced view of of what Apple does. And, you know, the, the initial release of, of, prod, of product X, that there just doesn't seem to be that, well, let's wait and see what the, what the next one looks like. Or let's see what the, the software is going to look like in, in the next generation of it. So... You know, Apple, Apple is a company that, that in order to survive has to make money. That, that's just the way things are. And there isn't anybody else in the business that seems currently to make money to the extent that, uh, that Apple does. Their margins are like through the roof compared to, to everybody else. And I think that they're aiming toward, they're aiming more toward the middle of the crowd. I don't think they're a- really aiming toward the professionals anymore. I, I think that the professionals have kind of been given uh, the short shrift of it, but okay, you know, it's, it's a different kind of company than it was back then. And it, you know, in some ways I guess that kind of sucks, but that's just kind of how things are now. Well, that that's consistent with a lot of conversations that I've heard on the topic in uh, the Boise Mac computer club, uh, we've we've discussed some of these things where it looks like Apple's kind of not at the the pro end but prosumer end, and that just seems to be the way it is. Yeah, you know, there's you you can cater to a crowd, you can cater to a segment, but do you then have to lose focus on 
something else. Uh, you know, they, you can't be all to end all to every single person that may use your product. So you typically have to go more toward the middle, toward you know where your your biggest consumer base is for a particular product, and, and that's just the way things are. You know, it, I don't think it's a question of you know it, does Apple say, oh, we don't need the professionals anymore. I think it's like okay, well, more people are interested in doing this with product X as compared to a professional that would say, well, I need, I need, I need this and I need that. And I need this and I need these filters and and these transitions. And, you know, I mean, and all these other things that make it easier for them to do their job on the professional level, the majority of the people that are buying the product don't care about those things. Yeah, I think you're right. I I really think you're right. Okay. So what else you got? The last one I wanted to uh, ask everybody to check um, because I've been having some really odd goings on with my iPhone 5S. I haven't checked my iPad, so I apologize for that. But what I noticed was the other day I was at a concert. Greg Allman was here in town and I did a little videos of a couple songs and I got a message that said, hey, you're out of room. See you later. And I thought, that's curious. I thought that I had some space available. And so I went to, you know, settings, general usage, and I looked at that number. And then when I have my 5S plugged into iTunes hardwired, these numbers are seriously different. And I can't figure out what the heck is going on. I, the biggest discrepancy I saw was 4.17 gigabytes between what iTunes said I had available after syncing and what I'm looking at on the um, settings uh, on my iPhone. Now, I did learn that in order to delete the thousand photos that I moved off my phone that I have backed up elsewhere, that when you do select and tap on delete, that it goes into an album and it's still there. And so I went in a second time and Now I got like 10 gigs worth of free space, but I didn't realize that it was a two-step process. So that was a a little learning experience for myself. But I just wonder whether or not any of the other, any of the listeners or yourself, if you've had a chance to look, does the number that you get from the settings app that says, I have this much space available on my device and the number that you see when you have it hardwired into iTunes and you tap on the device and you say iPhone and you look at the bottom and it says you have this much space available as free space. Do those numbers, are they the same or are they messed up like I'm looking at? For the most part, I think they're going to, to, to be different. Um, I get the feeling that iTunes measures available space somewhat differently than maybe what the, the phone is telling you. And a lot of that typically seems to be in that other category, the the big yellow bar. Uh And I have struggled with trying to figure out what the hell that thing even means for years. And I have yet to get a, a decent explanation other than, well, it, it's it's some of the data that, that each one of the, the apps on your phone is using. It's like, you know, I've got some games, and you know, on the phone anyway. I don't really use the phone for much of anything other than being a phone or my, uh, my, my music or podcast device while I'm driving in my car and some silly games. But that's, that's 
typically all that I'm using it for. But I, I usually have quite a, quite a large other category that seems to be taking up a lot of space. Now, when people are selecting a phone, I know Apple is still selling uh, a 16 gig phone. I think their three sizes now are 16, 64, and 128. If you're looking at getting an iPhone or an iPad, please don't get the 16 gig model because it will break your heart every single time. <laughs> get get the get the largest one that you can afford that's not a 16. Either the 64 or the 128 would be my advice. Sounds but, like excellent advice. Yeah, but I yeah, I I don't know why those two don't match up. It it's it probably has something to do with how each de- you know, iTunes is measuring available space versus how the device is measuring available space versus whatever it is you've got backed up in the cloud that says, oh, okay, well, you've got that much available space. So, you know, it people much, much smarter than me would, would probably be a, a better choice to, to answer that. But I know that after, after syncing a device, there are times when all of a sudden – I will see the amount of available storage on either my iPhone or my iPad jump dramatically up where I suddenly have this huge amount of space and then it then it, it like jerks back again and it seems to all be gone. Well, in a space of 10 seconds, I don't think I just lost 12 to 20 gigabytes of available storage. So there's, you know, whatever it's using to do its comparison, I, I, I just got to kind of wonder if, if they're really syncing up to you know where they should be. Well, I'm headed to the Apple store this week and I will send you an email reply and I will tell you what they tell me because in 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 the simple logic that I use, those numbers have to be the same. Yeah, they should I'm, be the same. Yeah, or or darn close. And I measured it once, you know, it's like 4.17 gigs difference. I don't think so. Yeah, that's and quite a bit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I made sure that I, to the best of my ability, that I wasn't setting anything up to fail, that I just plugged it in. And, you know, I I did at one point with those, when I deleted the photos, I powered off and repowered back on thinking that's always a good thing to do. Right. And, um, you know, but still, I, I can't get closer than two gigs. That's ridiculous. And is the difference mostly in the other category? I can't tell you. You know, I, okay. it, I, you know, it's all I'm looking at is that free space number. Right. But I, I know that that other is a, is an interesting little mystery land that iOS has that a number of people speculate, but you know, I, uh, beyond me, I'm just, I'm just a little guy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I'll report back to you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Gaz, if you get it to us before next weekend, Gaz and I will talk about it on the show next week. Good deal. Okay. Um, I think that's going to do it for this segment. So uh, I'll take us out. Uh, Everyone, please stand by to stand by. And uh, Gary and I, it seems weird to say that instead of gas. (laughs) (laughs) It confuses me. I know. I know. It's like, well, that should be Gary. Gary. We'll be right back. Let's talk, Apple. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 
24-7 music even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere, along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere, but Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes, stoplightnetwork.com, or at lets-talk.ie domains. We love our listeners, and the police would very much like to talk to us about it. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, back to the third and last section of the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 564. Now, now, Gary, you listen to to a lot of music. Yes, sir, I do. And uh, as you're sitting there, now, you know, of course, you listen to a lot of music while you're driving in your car or when you were driving in your truck. Uh, do you listen to a lot of music at your home? Uh, not too much, a little bit. Okay, but uh, imagine this. You're sitting in your easy chair and there's some song that you really like is playing. And as you sit there, is there anything in particular that you're doing? I'm nodding my head. Why? Of course you are. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. And well, it's not so much Gases tip because he's not here. It's guys tip. Uh, did you know that you can add your signature as a graphic in OS X and use that to sign digital documents? In order to put a signature in, you should go to uh, open up your previews app, go to the tools menu, and then if you go a little bit farther down that list, you'll see a selection called annotate, which has a drop-down menu. At the bottom of that, you'll find a little thing that says signatures. You hit that to create or add to existing ones. Now, you can sign your name, uh, preferably on black ink on a small white piece of paper, and hold that up to your Mac's webcam. And if you line it, you line it up correctly, you hit accept, and it will, it will pop up on your screen as a signature. Now, the other thing you can also do is if you have a trackpad and a stylus, you can just do it directly with you know no cameras, no nothing, right there, in preview. Now, if you want to use it, just open a document that you want to sign, pop up the edit toolbar, click on the signature icon. It looks like a kind of a, like an S next to a, a, a tiny X. Draw a box to add your signature on that form. And once you've done, you can scale and reposition it afterwards too. Doesn't that sound exciting? It's not exciting. It's darn useful though. Yeah. Yeah. And after you're done, and you just look at it, and, and what happens then? I nod my head off. Uh. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Worst Gaz's segue Gaz's ever. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. Whoop. Oh, crap. Wrong one. There it is. <laughs> you know, I get so I confused. Actually, I, I actually look forward to that every episode. Well, he, he, Gaz does great tips. Certainly, yeah, oh, absolutely, and because uh, he's smarter than me, though, you know how hard is that, uh, Gary? Well, you- <laughs> Gary, do you have an app pick this week? 
Yeah, I'd like to recommend one that I used on my trip to Chicago and back. It's called Gas Buddy. I do apologize. I can't remember if there was any fee for it. If it is, it's got to be real minor. But what I do is like it, when you open up Gas Buddy, you can tap on a on the screen and it says find gas prices near me. So as I'm driving across the United States and I'm not certain where I exactly am in South Dakota, it will do a you know position locally and show you a range of prices, and you can um, either have it as a list or you can tap on the map so you can see where you would have to drive to get the best price. That's cool. And I found it very very useful, and um, so I'd like to recommend everybody take a look at Gas Buddy. I, I don't know if it's North American only, but that's the only place I've used it so far. Yeah, I like that it has like a map component, so that you don't have to like search out some of these gas stations, it'll just lead you right there. Yeah. And, and it's been pretty accurate. There's a way that if you get to a station and the price has changed, you can update it for everybody else. And they may have some social functions into it, but I don't bother, but you know, okay. it's, it's very, been very useful. All right. So there's like a, almost like a crowdsourcing feature that's built into yeah. it as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, no surprise at all. My app pick this week has zombies. It's zombieville. USA by Mika Mobile. 99 cents in the iOS app store. It's a side scroller. Uh, it's got lots of different weapons and characters. And, you know, like with most games like this, you never really win. It's just pretty much to see how far you can get before getting chomped that very last time. But I've had this game for a, a number of years. And anytime I'm got a few minutes and it's like, oh, what am I going to play? Oh, I've played that and I've played that. It's like, ooh. Zombieville USA. Now you know, Mike. Mike, Gary. There was actually they actually did another one, Zombieville Two USA. I didn't find it uh, as much fun as the first one, uh, and it's pretty much the same game, but instead of just being a side scroller, you can kind of move back and forth, and it, it just added a layer of complexity that I I just don't think the game needed. It, the only kind of games I do are connect the dots. I, I, I have no eye-hand coordination for those. <laughs> I, I'm pathetic, but everybody has fun with their own. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's any iTunes reviews because I have been so very busy that I haven't had a chance to check. But uh, when, when Gas is back next week, we will, as, as with so many of the things that we normally do, uh, we will get back to that. And uh, I keep, I get this feeling in the back of my head that someone has done an iTunes review and that I have not sent them a Woody. And that really, really bothers me because I, I like getting out those Woody's to the people who have taken the time to go to iTunes and whatever country it is that they live and do a review. So if you've done an iTunes review, sent me the email like we've always asked for, and you've not gotten your Woody, please let me know. Uh, and you can reach me uh, through email, guy at mymac.com. I am also on the Twitters. Uh, my, my handle on the Twitters is MacParrot. <laughs> MacParrot. <laughs> if you would like to reach Gaz, so, so very easy. Uh, his email address is gaz at mymac.com. That's G-A-Z. Zed. And he's also, he's also on the Twitters. Uh, he is Gazmaz on the Twitters. That's G A Z. Z. Ah, M A Z. Uh, M A Z. Z. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 
Uh, we also have a combined Twitter account, and that's Guy and Gas. That's G U Y A N D G A Z Z. Uh, if you would like to let Fearless Leader know what a fantabulous job that we're doing with the podcast, you can reach him and he will send it to us. Feedback at mymac.com. We also have a Skype number. We do. We really do. You people seem to ignore it each and every week, but we do have a Skype number, and that is plus one if you're outside of the United States, area code 703-436-9501. Now, Gary, if, if people wanted to contact you and, and let you know how insane you must be, to agree to come on this show, <laughs> how would they do it? I'm on Twitter at I'm Dr. Dream. And that's it. Uh, I'm not giving out anything. <laughs> you, you got connections to Bluffdale. I'm not talking. Okay. That's true. That's very, very true. Uh, well, I guess at this point, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who downloads the MyMac.com podcast. It is a bone of contention between so many people as to why you do so, but we are grateful nonetheless that you have taken the time to go to iTunes, look up MyMac.com, subscribe to the show, download it, and then question your sanity for doing so. But, you know, hey, that's your issue, not mine. But, you know, Gary, I would have to say that I think that you, Gaz, and I are good enough, that you, Gaz, and I are smart enough, and that, doggone it, people seem to like you, Gaz, and I. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, see, this is where you have to say that silly language bit that you just put in there. Which one? Yours or mine? Oh, uh, yours, I guess. <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce any of that. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, no, the one you put in, because the one that the, the other one is one that Gaz had for last week that I forgot to take out. Um, Nizotha, a guess, Ukuthi, Loka, Nagabulu, Abantu. No. All right, all right, hold on, hold on. I'm terrible. Yeah, let me let me give this a shot. <clears throat> take a drink of water. <laughs> ah, okay. Nigosa Fatha Agas Ukuthi Lakhu Nagalabo Abantu U Nagama Kala Azerbaijani Wikuiniso Noma Fales. Close bracket. I will take a guess that those people fluent in Azerbaijani, true or false. Close bracket. In Zulu. What does Gas say after that? Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can find lots of other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like Four Pigs, The Bell Tolls, Geekiest Show Ever, International Film Club, Let's Talk Podcasts, The Casual Heroes Podcasts, Tech Fan, The Deeper Look, The Mac Gist, Nintendo Club Podcast, and Three Geeky Ladies. Okay. Good deal. Uh, I, quick question. If sure. You, if you have more than two people on the recording session, 
is that twice as bad, four times as bad, 10 times as bad in terms of complicating things? Is it an exponential actually, deal? Actually, it makes it, it's no more complicated than having a oh, hundred people because Skype is basically coming, you know, the only, the only problem kind of lies in uh, post-production. If you do any post-production, Ah, okay. Because uh, basically, I've got three different recordings going here. I've got one recording for my microphone. Right. I've got one recording for Skype, and I've got one recording for Soundboard. So all three of these, all three of these inputs are being recorded onto separate recordings, for lack of a of a better explanation. No, no. I, you know, it's like some things. If you add one, it's like an exponentially worse situation, and I never thought to ask before. No, it makes actually it makes absolutely no difference at all because everybody that's on Skype comes in on that one Skype channel. Gotcha, gotcha. So it really comes down to a question of um now where you could start to have problems uh, it's not so much uh it wouldn't be necessarily on my end but on Skype's end because they're having to combine the it, the inputs from two, three, four, however many people are currently talking to me and send that to me over across one channel. Gotcha. Well, I, w- I was mostly concerned about the complexity for somebody such as yourself that was doing it because it sounds really good. You know, your voice is really strong. Um, you well, know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it sounds like when I go into post and drop all this <laughs> in the garage bin. Yep. See, when I was on the radio, I used to intentionally do non-professional things. Actually, you know, I would create oh, things. wait a second, wait a second. Now, you're actually assuming, for whatever reason, that this is a professional show. No, 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 no. But you know when you, you used to listen to, you know, like a radio station, FM stations way back when? Part of what I tried to do when I was on the air was I tried to bring the listeners into the studio by, wait a minute, I got to get this record queued up or, you know, hearing the carts go into the cart player and stuff and turning papers around. You know, I thought it was less slick. And um, so, yeah, it's fooey on the coffee. Oh, just, don't, okay. just don't turn your head. <laughs> yeah, turn your head and cough. <laughs> Well, this is this has been very fun. Yeah, it is fun. I, I, that's why I, you know, and I, I think I, I don't know if I remember if I said this during my presentation about podcasting. You know, don't don't go into podcasting thinking that you're going to make a lot of money because chances are you aren't. So you you go into podcasting because you have a, a, a passion for whatever the subject it is that you're talking about, or you simply have a podcast for talking into a microphone. You know, what, whatever your reason is, it, you know, making money should be the absolute last thing that you're concerning yourself with as far as podcasting goes. That reminds me of when I was on college radio stations. It was, it was just done out of passion about sharing music and going, oh, this would be a really nice song to follow that other one. That would be kind of clever. Yeah. Knowing, knowing enough music to be able to go, oh, I think I'm going to do the next hour about songs about such and such. Right. And now I do playlists to it, and I get it out of my system that way. You know, something I thought about doing while you were talking about the differences in uh-huh. storage of space was I was going to say something like, waves hand mystically, there is no difference between your two devices. 
Yeah, this isn't the storage space you're you were looking, looking for. for, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you did. Well, so you did the iTunes review in. I did it in German, in German? and then I, cha- I changed it to Morse code. Okay. And, and who was it that did it in binary? That was uh, uh, Bart Bouchatz. Yeah, yeah. So I started that troublemaking, and <laughs> I, I take great pride in that. Well, you know, it's weird. I was talking to him, I think it was because he does the uh, – do you listen to the Let's Talk Apple show? No, because uh, – well, Bart and I were – I use Stitcher for the most part. Oh, and he's uh, not on there? No, he has some issues with their terms of service. And so it makes it really difficult. I hear him when he does chit chat across the pond on uh, Allison's Al- show. Yeah. Right. So I hear him then and I've, I've traded emails back and forth with him a number of times. Well, and- honestly, the show, his show is good enough to where, uh, even if you, if you download it from iTunes or even if you get it directly from his website, it's well worth going and, and downloading it because it, it, he always gets, uh, well, present company excluded. He always gets great people on that show. And um, the, the in-depth knowledge that a lot of them have is so, so very deep. Uh, it's just a blast to listen to. And plus, I, I, love, I love his voice. I think yeah, Bart, no, it's great. Bart has an amazing voice. 